0: hi and welcome back to the coffee cake and kegels podcast i'm your host stacy and i know i haven't been on as much as i used to be in the past i have these lulls where i am recording 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 or then life just gets in the way so thank you so much for understanding and being a support and listening when you can i truly appreciate it and i'm grateful so yesterday I was, you know, scrolling the socials, and the holistic psychologist posted something that really resonated with me on so many levels. and I thought, what a perfect way to um, process my thoughts and just share my own experiences with you. So if you're not familiar with The Holistic Psychologist, her name is Dr. Nicole LaPera. She wrote a book called How to Do the Work. And that book was life-changing for me. I've recommended it to so many people, my clients. I have recommended it to friends. And I have to be honest with you, it was hard to get through. There were some parts that I had to stop reading and put the book down for a while. So if you are in the business of wanting to heal, wanting to reparent your inner child, or anything of that nature, I highly recommend getting her book. It's not traditional therapy at all. It's something very, very different, and I just highly recommend it. So anyway, enough love to the holistic psychologist. Here is what she posted. Relationships aren't meant to make you happy. They're meant to make you better. They're spaces to grow, evolve, communicate, and to meet your shadow. Relationships take work. I'll just let that resonate for a moment with you in this safe space while we're here. Relationships take a tremendous amount of work and you know just reading this yesterday even prompted me to write a post on my enlightened soul healing Instagram because I just really felt this deep connection to these words. I come from a family where no one really handled their emotions in a healthy way. In my family, you know, my, my mother was upset or angry. She took it out on us. Or, you know, she would say something or yell or get get frustrated. But we never got to the root of why she was upset, why she was feeling resentful. You know, what what was making her so angry? We really never understood the dynamic. And my father... If he got angry, which was very rare, he would curse and scream for a minute, and then it was over. But either way, those are not healthy ways of managing emotions. Healthy ways of managing emotions are communicating them, expressing why you're feeling this way, and then, okay, I need a moment, I need to leave the room, you know? But which is what I'm trying to teach my children, but it's still hard even for me, even for me. I'm still learning, I'm still growing. I don't think I will ever be done. This journey is hard and it is long and it's amazing. So with that said, I really got to think back to my own marriage. When I met my husband, I was, oh my God. I mean, (laughs) I had lots of ego issues. I think I've mentioned this before. I've been always open and candid about how far I've come as a human being on this journey. So nothing, I'm not hiding anything. I was really, oof, I wasn't, I was difficult. I was difficult. I'll just, I'll just say that. So, but my husband too came from a family where secrets were always kept. And, you know, um, it was a good thing to keep things from people. And it was um, what you had to do, actually, to survive. So we came from two different, you know, two damaged, unhealed families. But we both had different ways of coping and dealing with whatever. So we had to come together. And we really did have many fights early into our relationship where, you know, it's just you could see his family trauma and my family trauma coming to battle, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, war of the worlds kind of stuff. And... It was his world and it was my world, you know? And they were never kind of meeting in the middle. It took many, many years, you know, because every time life got tough for me, I had the, you know, fight or flight would come and I would flight, I would run. I would want to just walk away, not deal with anything, you know, fingers over the ears, la 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 la, I don't hear you, kind of, um, that was my (laughs) my coping mechanism. And, you know, my husband had his own coping mechanisms where he would, you know, um, in a way gaslight me, you know, tell me that, oh, I never said that, or you didn't, you know, you're just, you you, you know, you're hearing things or, you know, he would just say things like that sometimes too, but that's how he was taught to cope. So I was taught to just shut down and he was taught to, you know, cope in a different way. And it took many, many years of both of us now hear me out when I say this, not healing together. He had to go on his journey and I had to go on my own journey and somehow, some way we came back to each other. I do believe, I mean, I know obviously this is what worked for, for us. I don't know if it would work for someone else, but I do feel that we cannot depend on our partners to make us happy or to make us change or to propel our healing journey. We might be inspired by our partners to be better or or whatever, but they cannot make us happy. Think of the pressure we put on a person to make us happy, right? I mean, how how is that fair? It really causes a person to mistrust themselves or to take their needs and put them completely aside. And that's not how it is supposed to be. Maybe we, we were raised that way because we were raised by people who struggled with codependency issues, um, self-esteem issues even mental health issues. But we are not supposed to put ourselves to the back of the line. We are first and everyone else comes after us. And that is something we are not taught as children. We are not taught that. From our earliest experiences, we are taught to please our parents. So right there, we lose our self-trust because we're not pleasing ourselves, we're making someone else happy. And then we just grow up to constantly do this, you know, animal on a wheel, you know, uh, hamster on a wheel kind of race and rat race and mentality where we have to make everyone else happy, we have to do for this one, we have to do for that one, and we go to the wayside. So how can we expect our partner to make us happy? Happiness lies within us. It is not external. It's just not. So when I think back to early on in my marriage, you know, if my husband didn't make me happy or do exactly what I said, I, I just, I want a divorce. I'm out of here. I'm out of here because he can't make me happy. He can't give me what I want. And what did I want? control, right? I want it to be listened to. And of course, these are valid. To be listened to, to be heard is a valid need. That is a need, but not when you're communicating it through control and through threatening. So, And of course, my way, my trauma response way to cope was to, to, to flee, right? And it was to take flight. Adios, I'm out of here. I don't want this anymore. As if you know, I don't know. We had a a crackerjack ring on our fingers. We made a real commitment. We chose one another, and you know things can be worked through in a marriage, especially if there is love there, which was never our issue. You know, our issues was 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 our was family um, you know, and just not really being heard or, you know, not, not feeling the needs of of what your partner wants and things like that. So they were never really, you know, crazy, crazy intense or anything like that. They were very manageable and workable. I know some people don't have that privilege in their marriages. So getting back to that, you know, I always had that mentality like, well, he can't make me happy. So, you know, the grass is greener kind of ideology. And it took me many years to realize the grass is not greener. And not that I ever strayed from my marriage, nor would I. I'm not that kind of person. And I have way too much respect and admiration for the man I married. But when times get tough, or when life isn't going your way right we plan god laughs that's the saying the first instinct for a lot of us who come from trauma or who have dysregulated nervous systems we want to run we want to be done with this (laughs) we're we're out of here peace and that's not the right way to face anything because even had it let's say let's say my husband and i did get divorced right and now I'm in another relationship, eventually down the road, whatever. And we're faced with another issue or something comes up. I wanna run again. Because it's me, it is, it's, an, it's an issue within myself, not the person at all. And this is why it's really important for each person in the relationship to work on themselves, not to just work together because the problem is, is that you can work together, you can go to marriage counseling and, and things like that, and it's been successful for people, but I know also know a lot of people it has not been successful for. But the problems are still there at the end of the day because you're not addressing what's within yourself. You know, marriage counseling might be really good medita- uh not meditation, mediation, mediation so you can speak without someone interrupting you, or you can say something and then have someone help your spouse interpret it, whatever the case is. But at the end of the day, if you have trauma and you don't know how to regulate your emotions and you don't know how to you know cope with these things in a healthy and productive way, your marriage will still suffer. You have to work on yourself. And then you guys, as a marriage, as a couple, whatever, you know, you want to call it a partnership, then you can begin to work together. You know, and that's that's what this got me thinking about this, you know, her post was really like, wow, because there were times where I really was, I really thought like, I want to go for marriage counseling. I really do. I really do. That's what's going to help. And I'm, I'm honestly happy we didn't go that route. I'm happy that my husband sought out therapy on his own. He learned how to meditate. He, you know, as, as the years went on, he became a better listener um As the years went on, I became a better communicator because I used to shut down and not want to talk at all. You know there it, I sought my own journey, my journey was spiritual in nature, you know, so I didn't go the therapy route. I mean i'm sure i've told you in the past i i I went for therapy in my 20s and i hated it (laughs) so um i really didn't find it to be so effective it's not what i was looking for i was looking for a spiritual awakening and i wasn't going to get that from my therapist i just i just wasn't it took years it took time it took a dark night of the soul it took a lot it took a heavy a lot of stuff you know me basically being ripped apart at the seams and then sewn back together. But that was my journey. My husband's journey was his journey. And then at the end, we learned how to come together and work together through it. Because, guys, I'm gonna be straight up with you. We're together, I think, 18 years. And marriage is not easy. I know some of my listeners are married, but I know some of you are single. And, you know, to have an idea in your head that like marriage is all happiness and roses and whatever, it's not, it's struggle. And you don't even realize what you're gonna be up against. You know, in my marriage, we were up against losing our home, we had to go bankrupt. You know, and when you really think about it, that could tear a marriage apart. It didn't, we were able to really come back to each other and recognize what is important. And, you know, marriages go through highs and lows. They go through periods where you don't even have sex. There's no intimacy. And, and then you guys come back together. They go through periods of illness, you know? I mean, I know I went through, you know, ever since I had COVID, I am not myself. I am just not myself on a lot of levels, you know? And I'm always working towards my health and getting better. And obviously I know breast implant illness didn't help at all. But, you know, there have been times where I don't want to get off the couch and I really don't want to do anything. You know, and then of course, obviously what recently happened to my husband going into cardiac arrest. If you listened to that episode, um, my, if you didn't listen to that episode, my husband went into cardiac arrest three times in a day, he had to receive a pacemaker and, you know, it took him time to recover and, you know, marriages go through these highs, these lows, these struggles, these scares. But what's important at the end of the day and reading this again going back to this post reminded me of how my husband and i are friends and you know i know some people may think like you know friends is that a good thing yeah it is because when we're like 70 years old and not having any intimacy like that anymore, or maybe, I mean, we'll still hold hands and maybe hug and kiss, whatever, but let's get real, okay? Body parts don't work sometimes when you get older. So there might not be much, uh, much going on downstairs. You know what I mean? For either one of us, it's about friendship. It's about knowing that this person has your back. That this person was and always will be your biggest fan. That this person, it's making me emotional, (laughs) will fight for you. It's not about how often you guys have sex. Or, I mean, for some people who are like super sexual, I get it, that's fine. You know, do you, but it's not just about that. It was when we were younger. You know, we first were dating and, and all that stuff. It was like, you know, ooh, someone new. It's exciting, you know. But life happens. Children happen. Um, if you listen to my episode about pelvic organ prolapse, vaginas break. <laughs> Shit happens. And you really have to have a good, solid foundation in order for things to work and to last. So, you know, relationships do take work. They they take a lot of time, effort, energy, understanding, and a lot of love. You know, it's not just about buying the house, having the kids. There's so much more that goes into a sustainable marriage. And I'm talking a sustainable marriage where you guys actually love each other and you actually enjoy each other's company. I'm not talking about the sustainable marriages of the past. Our parents, well, my parents' generation where you stayed married because you stayed married. That's what you did, even though you were miserable. And not communicating, you know, because let's face it, you know, I don't think a lot of people of my parents' generation, they're in their late 70s, we're communicating their needs, their wants, their, their biggest fears, you know? And it's, it's very different now. We have so many tools, so many effective ways of communicating that we should be capitalizing on that. We should be using all of these different tools and, and you know, whatever, and healing these generational traumas and curses and whatever else you want to call it, but it's the work that matters. It's, you know, really working on yourself every day to be the best person you can be, to be a good partner, to be a good parent, whatever it is that you want to be better at, that's what you should be doing. So, That's really what I wanted to just convey today was, you know, my partner couldn't make me happy. Friends couldn't make me happy. You know, listen, I've been down that destination happiness road, right? So, excuse me, I need a little sip of my water i've been down that road that i like to call destination happiness i've mentioned this before where you know if i lose weight i'll be happy been there done that didn't make me happy if i buy this item i'll be happy been there done that that didn't make me happy if my husband does this it'll make me happy been there done that didn't make me happy And it took me a long time to realize, yo, lady, happiness is you. (laughs) You make your own happiness. Nothing you buy, nothing you do, nothing is really going to make you happy. And especially another person. It's not their job to do it. It is not their responsibility to make you happy. It is your responsibility to make you happy. So with that said, once again, thank you for listening and have a great day.